It's time for another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. I'm Kurt. I'm Steve. This is one of... um, I don't think we've been in the studio because of the COVID regulations for a few weeks, right? Uh, It's been two weeks now. Yeah, it's been two weeks. Since we've been there. So, Although the attic, I think, has gone on because we've been doing that separate. Right, right. Please go back and check out our attic episodes. So here we are again after Thanksgiving. Um, Did you eat too much on Thanksgiving? Way too much. I will tell you, um, you know, we couldn't get together this year, obviously. So my son took it upon himself to make two turkeys and then had the family over for pickups. So that was really nice of him. So we didn't go, you know, he's got a new baby, and, and I, I would never forgive myself if I gave the baby or him something. Oh, sure. So, you know, it was, sure. nice. it was nice, you know, that we did that. Uh, but I tell you, he, he is a gourmet cook, and he cooks, uh, I guess this is not the right English, but too well. You know, it's, what do you mean? it is, um, it's not what I'm used, you know, to, you know, usually fat bastards are used to <laughs> <laughs> processed box food. You know, my son, when he makes here, I'll give you an example of his turkey of his, um, Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. Okay. It All started right. out with, um, and I, I had a whole menu that he texted me, and, and I don't have it, obviously, right. of course. But it started out with um, the appetizer were small. Uh, what is that? Fila uh, dough? Is that what they call it? Fila dough, like small pockets with brie and cranberries in them. So, I mean, you know, very, very fancy. Then the uh, main course consists, my, my uh, son does uh makes all from scratch so the main course was obviously turkey uh champagne glazed turkey was one of them mm. the other one was a smoked almond something cranberry glaze on the outside so you know big time um the dressing obviously homemade but a lot of people have homemade dressing uh, we had brussels sprouts we had glazed carrots. Hmm. Um, let's see, what else did we have? He made his own rolls. He had a green bean casserole. We had mashed potatoes, of course. Also mashed cauliflower with a heavy cream sauce with cheese, bacon. It was almost like your, um, you know how you go in and get um, a baked potato deluxe with all the stuff on it. Right, right. It was almost like that. But these things here, I'm not used to eating these heavy, uh, rich ingredients. But So I ate like a pig and paid for it. My body's not used to it. My body's used to McDonald's. <laughs> right. You know, McDonald's, right. hamburger helper. And you've and you invested years into your Yes, I've invested system. years into this. Yeah. So... What's with all these natural ingredients? This is craziness. He made his own bread. They were sourdough rolls from the original. Are you ready for this? The original sourdough mix 
from San Francisco from the 1800s. Yeah, I remember a few years ago you told me yeah. a story about that, yeah. how they take that starter. and Yeah, they, they take a pinch out of it every time and throw it into the new um, dough. And then there you, you, I mean, you know, you got a little bit every time of the original dough. So he was able to purchase some of that out there, and he does it himself at home. But he, uh, he enjoys cooking, him and his wife. And it's something that, you know, they, they can do together. So, hey, I'm a beneficiary of it. Right. You know, right. I, I'm almost to the point where I call him up and say, look, I'll buy the meat. You just put it in your steamer and take half of it. <laughs> right. I mean, in your uh, smoker and take half of it. Oh, sure, sure. It's, it's a lot easier yeah. to do that. It, it's almost easier to eat out anymore. Well, not not soon it won't be easy to eat out, but yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, for instance... Soon everything will be closed. Yes. For instance, we went to, uh, um, not Costco, the other guy. Sam's? Sam's. And got a um, chicken. four ninety seven for a whole chicken. I was going to say, Costco has those $5 chickens. You're crazy yeah. for not buying them. Yeah, you, by the time you buy a chicken in the store, cook it. You can't cook it like that at home. So it's not going to happen at home. You don't have that kind of equipment set up in your house. Those those five dollar chickens at Sam's, Walmart, Kroger's has six dollar chickens. Uh, all those little five dollar chickens, we buy them and freeze them. Yeah, because it's just not. Uh, you can't prepare it for that price, and so it's almost easier. And me and my, uh, my girlfriend, you you know, we'll go to a restaurant and usually split a meal because they give you ten times too much. Oh, always. always. So it's not. Last night we went out, and I'll give a shout out to Cheddar's. And oh, we, Cheddar's is good. Yeah, and we had a dinner, and it was eleven fifty split. So I mean, five bucks a person. I can't, I can't do that at home. No, you can't. Anyway, plus you got to cook and clean up. Anyway, I got a couple stories I want to relay. You know, we it's we, story time. With it's Steve. story time. Yes. You, you know, we we've never really talked about the COVID. You know, just maybe here or there, and it's good to keep. I know a lot of people have died, and and it affects a lot of families. But it's good to keep a small maybe window of optimism and uh, also a little joke every once in a while. You know, I, I think that helps pass the time. So, I, you know, Kurt and I are big into zombie movies. Right. I don't know if I can tie this in, but, you know, this just looks like a typical zombie apocalypse coming. That's what it is. We're, we're in the beginning of a zombie apocalypse. And if you don't know how by now to get rid of a zombie, then you, oh, that's good. Come join us. You're done. Because we need the sacrificial lamb. Right. You know? Well, you know, I always say, when you're building your survival team, you always got to have a couple people you're ready to let loose. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah. And I, I was just talking to my girlfriend the other day, and she makes fun of me when I watch these movies and everything. And I asked her the other day, how do you kill a zombie? She didn't know. Oh, she, she's done. Yeah. So she she's no. She's the one that we say, hey, take the car over there and get some gas. Yeah. Yeah, and then the zombies all swarm the car, and then we run in and get the food. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, but let me tell you, 
I saw a story where obviously some animals. Now, I know dogs can get COVID. Right. Okay. Now, I don't know if they can give it to humans, but they can get COVID. But I read a story, and I don't know if it was here in the United States or it was in a foreign country. I think it was Oregon. Oh, is that? I think. Did you read it? Read up on it? Okay. They must have mink farms up there. Okay. And um, I guess they were afraid or they found COVID in the minks. So they killed, like, what was it, a million minks? Um, my partner here is just shaking his head. A million minks? Okay. Well, well, anyway, here's the story about the minks. We'll just tell you this. We don't know if it was Utah, Oregon, Denmark. What's the uh, difference? Exactly. Because it has nothing to do with the story. Okay? Because we want them all dead if they have COVID. So anyway, they buried them. They killed them all, and they buried them. All of a sudden, they decided, mm, that might not be good enough. Maybe we should dig them up and burn them. And why would you dig them up and burn them? Because they're going to turn into zombies. They're going to turn into zombies and come back. Zombie minks. Zombie minks. Oh, it could happen. Oh, absolutely. Now. At least we believe it could happen. Well, I know it could happen. I've seen the movies. Now, so you said you had another story in addition to the minks story? Well, it's not in addition. It's so much. It is more of uh, the zombie theory because I did go on Thanksgiving not Thanksgiving, Halloween to the drive-in and the drive-in showed the classic Night of the Living Dead. Oh, the real one. The real one. The I mean one, the original. The original one. The one that shows you how the zombies... So that's what got my... You know, when I saw that they had to dig up the, the minks because, you know why? They mm. hadn't shot them in the head. Right, right. You got to shoot them in the head. They just killed them and put them in the ground. You have to destroy the brain. Yes. So mm-hmm. if without that, they're coming back. Oh, they'll you, come back. As in the Night of the Living Dead. But really, I, that, that was, I just wanted to tie those two in because my other story has to do with COVID and football. So we'll talk about that later on. But tell me about this monolith that's in the desert. Yeah, so last week, uh, some of you may or may not be following this story, but I follow it. Because, of course, I'm thinking, I don't know what's going to get here first, the zombie apocalypse or the aliens. But it seems like they're having a race to get to, to, get to us. So, you know, last week that they found a tall, shiny metal object out in the Utah desert, okay? It was a tall, shiny, silver metal monolith, they called it. Southeastern Utah desert. So, of course, it showed up out of nowhere. Nobody knows why it's there. Nobody knows who put it there. Is it like crop circles, things like that? Did you no, show up? Just like a big. It was just like oh, a. to show it. To it was me. just like a big, tall, oh, three-sided yeah. metal thing. It just showed up. Nobody knows who put it there or anything. Well, guess what happened now? It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's gone. It was removed by an unknown party Friday night. They said when the when the authorities came to remove it or. Or check it out. They saw somebody driving away with it in a pickup truck. No, so it wasn't like a spaceship came down to No, but it was people who have... Now, this, of course, Steve, since this happened Friday, Saturday, I launched an official core extra 
investigation. So I dispatched our team, you know, our core extra, yeah, sure. our core extra monolith team. Yeah. Because you know, you know, we've always had a monolith team just waiting, just waiting for this to happen, for a monolith to show up. You know, I mean, that's how we're prepared for everything. So I sent the team out there into the middle of the Utah desert. I don't even have to tell you how they got there. Well, it's core extra jet. Core extra yeah, jet. You know, so did they take the core extra dog with them? <laughs> No, we we didn't think that would quite work out, <laughs> you know. As we, the chorister watchdog is over there licking her paws right now. And and just for the record, I think when I showed up at the at our at our uh, annex studio annex, there was no barking or anything. Just, no, just come on in. So the team gets out there, and this is what we discover. We discover or put together a theory that. All of these people who have been abducted by the aliens sure. and returned. Now, you know when they're returned, they have a little chip in them where the aliens can talk to them. You know that. Right? I did not know that. Well, that's what happens when you get abducted. Because you know several people on our team have been abducted before. I did not know that either. <laughs> well, I don't tell everybody everything. Well, you look at a couple of people on this team, yeah, that would be the only yeah. explanation for how these yeah. people are. So, pods is what they are. (laughs) And let me tell you, they act like pods. But anyway, so my pod, the the core extra pod team goes out there. And so I think what's happened was these people who have been abducted and returned, who have the chip in their head, the aliens told them, go get the, go get the the monolith, go get it, throw it in the back of your pickup. And then they drive out in the pickup into a remote location, and then the beam comes down and sucks the monolith back up. That's what that's what we were able to determine in our core extra investigation. That's what we think happened. I'll buy it. I will tell you a story. And, and if you're our age, if you're 65 and under, you probably have been already have a chip in you. Right. You know? Sure. Anybody 65 and under, and I think it's 65 and under, will remember when they got the shot on their arm with all those little dots on it. Do you remember that? Yeah. I still got the scar, I think. Sure. You still got the chip. It's like nine dots that run on your arm. Exactly. And um, that was to watch us, to make sure that everybody knows where we are at all. All At all time. time. You think the internet that was just created 30 years ago watches us? No. But they've had us under, you know, watch at least Forever. since I got it. Because let me tell you something. There is nothing more crucial to the government than to know where Kurt and Steve are at all times. We have the I voice mean, and the power of the people here with our podcast. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, there's plenty of government officials. Oh, where's Curtin Steve? No, but you remember the... Uh, oh, yeah, that vaccine. That vaccine, they uh, called it. Yeah, they had nine, nine uh, pricks on your arm. I think it was yeah. nine. It might be six. I don't know. It was a it's, scar. It's a pretty big yeah. um, shot in the arm. Yeah, you know, I don't have that. And I don't know why I, did, <laughs> I didn't get you it. You didn't get it? No, oh, 
I'm sitting here trying to think why I didn't get it. Seriously. Because what was that? What was it? A measles? No. I don't know. Um, if you'd like to hold on a second, I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, I'll sing a song. Yeah, go ahead. Put the music in. <laughs> vaccine that was given in your arm is for smallpox and BCG. The BCG vaccine is the one that leaves the scar. On whoa, your whoa, 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 whoa. What is the BCG? Hold on, I'll look it up. Okay. I may be mispronouncing this, but BCG or Bacil Calmedi Gurian is the vaccine. Now, I probably mispronounced that. Thank God I never got that. BC. I don't think I would have survived the BCG. It's for tuberculosis. Oh, you it? probably got it. Doc Holliday. <laughs> you know what? Whenever I would hear about tuberculosis, up until two years ago, I only knew one person that had it, Doc Holliday. And then we were playing uh, fantasy basketball, and one of Steve's guys got tuberculosis. <laughs> hey, I had to sit out the game. Yeah. Right before tip-off, I lost $400. <laughs> right. No, are you ready? You, you, you want a, a side story? Yes, please. My mom had tuberculosis. Oh, that's right. You said yes, that. Yes, she was in a, they would send you to like, almost like a leper colony, but they would send you to a tuberculosis hospital. Now, what year was this? 19, I was born in 61, 1962. She had it. And they were they were sending you away. They send you away. Um, Dunham Hospital. You know where Dunham is, a recreation. Now that, yes. now it's into a, like a golf course. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah, right over there. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's they wanted to. I guess the vaccine wasn't there then. So, but I can tell you this: she still can't take a cortisone shot because cortisone breaks down uh, calcium. And mm-hmm. calcium is what forms around the tuberculosis cells in her body. So, man, she's 85 years old. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I mean, don't everybody, you know, feel sorry for her. She's 85. She's doing pretty good. <laughs> she's doing real good. Right. Okay. Everybody's familiar with Grubhub, obviously. So, Wait a minute. I'm seriously not. What is that? Well, Grubhub... <laughs> Is a because I really don't know what it is. Is uh, you call in a restaurant, a person goes gets it and brings it to your house. Oh, it's like DoorDash and yeah, all. That. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. I didn't know that because I don't use those, so I don't. I didn't okay. know that. So, my girlfriend was sick over the holidays, not COVID, and allegedly, and they gave her one of her friends gave her a Grubhub gift card. Okay. So last night we went to the restaurant and I used a Grubhub gift card. Explain that. Okay. So we did it in an unconventional way. Well, clearly, because Grubhub is for them to bring it to your house. Yes. So, so how do you use the card in the restaurant? We, we went to Cheddar's. I sat at the table. The, the waiter came over and, I, and he said, Would you like something to drink? So we had a drink. Mm hmm. In the meantime, I called Grubhub on the phone. On the telephone? On the telephone. You want me to explain it to explain you? Explain it to me. So I call Grubhub on the phone. Mm-hmm. I tell him 
that I order. I call, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. I call. Yeah, I call Grubhub on the phone. Okay. And uh, I order the food. Right. And the guy comes in, picks up the food, and walks it over to my table. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that embarrassed Lisa. <laughs> so, so you use the Grubhub card yeah. to sit in Cheddar's. You sit in Cheddar's. Oh, that's brilliant. Just to see if it would work. Oh, it did work. Yeah. That's so when brilliant. the guy picked up the food, he asked, what's your address? I said, booth four. <laughs> I'm right here. Oh, that's And he asked brilliant. for some identification. Right. I said, this is me. This is me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Try now, to follow now, along. Baby. Now you got to go all the way back to Mac yeah, this to is get me. that one. Yeah, I got identification. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that, that reminded me of a story. I had this discussion with a lady I used to work with. So, Did I know her? No. So, okay. so here's the deal. When you said bringing the food in. And let me see what side of this you come down on. All and, right. I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you my side. So she is in, I won't use the name of restaurant. She's in fast food restaurant A. Okay? okay. Her daughter likes to eat in fast food restaurant A. Her restaurant. Huh? Her restaurant. No, no, no. They're customers. But her daughter likes to go to this restaurant and eat. And then, okay. so we'll just say it's restaurant A. Okay. Fast, both fast food. Her son likes to eat in restaurant B. Okay. Okay. They're sitting in restaurant A. So what she does is, before they get to restaurant A, they stop at a restaurant B, buy her son's food, bring it in to restaurant A, and they sit, he sits there and eats that while her and her daughter eat off of the menu in restaurant A. So the waitress comes over and says, wait a minute, you can't bring outside food in. And she goes, well, I'm coming in here to patronize your place. My son doesn't like this restaurant, so, but he's going to eat in here, and we're going to order here. And, she, and the waitress is like, well, you can't bring in outside food. So the question is, do you come down on her side? Should you be able to do that? Or the waitress side saying, don't bring in outside food? What would you do? What would you well, think? If you, could, if you could be the judge, what would you say? Okay. If I was the waitress in this situation, I would say you can't bring outside food in. If no. I was the owner in this situation, 10 bucks better than no bucks. That's what she said. So that's the way I would look at it if I was the owner. I mean, if I can get any customers into my store, right? I don't care if the other – I can take, for instance – when my son was little, he mm. didn't like Mc, he didn't like Burger King. He mm. didn't like Burger King. Okay. But Burger King had a giveaway every week, and right. it was um, not Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. Um, something. Something. What's the difference? So it was something to give away, but he didn't like their food. But we went there. It was kind of a neat thing because we, and for a little guy, we went there every Friday night because uh-huh. they handed out the new um, toy. Mm-hmm. And there would probably be 30 kids in there. And they would trade them right away because they didn't have that toy. Right. That's you know, cool. like a fun meal. But he didn't like 
the flame broil taste right. of this restaurant. Right. I won't say what right. hamburger it is. Right, right. He liked the taste of not flame broil. Right. So we would bring his hamburger in. Same thing. Yeah. Which they didn't they didn't care. Now, I mean, now he would get his fries mm-hmm. and he would get his drink there. Right. He just didn't like that taste of that hamburger. Well, and this is going to shock no one that knows me. I would say if I was the owner, if you want to eat at restaurant A or restaurant B, whatever is not mine, you should eat there. But you ain't bringing their shit into my restaurant. Now, you might say, well, $10 is better than no dollars. Well, but here's the problem with that. For me, for me here's the problem. So when, when do you stop? What if the person who brings the outside food in and the other person orders a salad, a $6 salad? You see what I mean? I, so I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. So I noticed. Well, anything is better than nothing. No, because now I got people bringing my bringing food into my restaurant. Well, and I, and I didn't open my restaurant for you to bring your other food in there. I opened my restaurant for you to eat here. Is this a family business or a corporate business? Corporate. All right. I would say this. I agree 100 percent with you. If it was 1975, right? Being it's 2020, mm-hmm. I would disagree 100 percent. Because that lady's going to go home and contact every one of her Facebook friends mm-hmm. who's going to write a, a terrible negative review right. for your restaurant, which is going to keep 4,000 other people out of right. your restaurant, and you're going to close. Okay. So, but, that, but until someone stands up and right. says, I don't care. Well, so the flip side of that is she'll go home and write those same people and says, hey, you can bring any food you want in there. So now those 4,000 people are bringing their chicken and everything else in my restaurant, and they're not ordering my food. Well, I, I don't think that would be the case. You see because, what I mean? Because, let me tell you, usually people don't, I mean, if you look at the comments, it's, right. it's usually hateful comments. Sure. It's never positive. positive. So I don't think she would say, you know, uh, that restaurant is so nice. My son was able to bring his right. hamburger in. But they would say, <laughs> I hate that restaurant because they wouldn't let my son bring it. Because everybody feels privileged. Right. You know, that would be the thing. And then corporate would come down on you because they would say, why are you giving Burger King a bad name? Or whoever it is. Or whoever it is. Sure. A bad name. Sure. And then you would have to fold. You'd never get a job ever again in any anything. <laughs> Nothing. Because this would haunt I you. I wouldn't be able to work for anywhere. the rest of your life. I, you would I would be, invent like a better a yeah. better map, build a car, and they'd be like, no. No. And they'd show the video of, of, when, <laughs> of you telling that lady, no, you can't bring a 59-cent hamburger. I'd tell her to pack <laughs> up that nasty shit you bought in here and order my food. Get out. Okay, now in reality, who's right? I'm right. <laughs> you know how it is. I would be it, done. Today, My you, career would be over. 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 And that's just the way it is in the world today. People are hateful. Well, but see, but here's my, here's, the, here's, the, here's. I here, see your point. I just had a stroke. Now, here's my question. <laughs> my, the, the thing I don't understand is, and this is what I said to the woman. I said, listen, how come you guys couldn't sit in restaurant? Where, where your son wanted, while he ate his food, 
and then come over to this one. You, you're going to make two trips anyway. Yeah. Or how come you couldn't come here first and then go there? That's what I never understood. Um, because every American thinks they're privileged beyond anyone else in the entire world. That's just what I would do. You know, I and tell them so, to get out of here. Take your, take your family and get out of here. Get out of my restaurant. I mean, that's why the core extra restaurant closed. Yeah. We had a little customer service problem. Yeah, a little customer service problem. <laughs> right. See, in our restaurant, if you ordered a steak, however we cooked it, that's how you got yeah. it. It was none of this rare, medium rare, a little pink in the middle. No, no, no. No, no, no. You order One a way steak, only. You order a steak, and we bring it out to you. We bring you a steak. That's it. That's the way we did it. And it was the, that week that we were open... <laughs> it, was a, it was a very, it was a very fun experience. After a week, we were done. We should have went into chicken wings. You know, speaking of cooking things different, do you find when you're getting older that if you order something off the menu and you don't like it, you call the guy over and say, "I don't like this," and they'll take it back and give you something new? Did you do that when you were younger? You know what I. As you know, I rarely, rarely do that unless it's, you know, if I order chili and it's not hot, I'll say, can you heat this up or something like that. I don't that. think I've only eaten with you in buffets, so that really <laughs> right. doesn't matter. You just, way it doesn't matter. You just throw it on the floor and yeah. go back and get something else. I want something else. But so I don't know. I don't, I don't send a lot of stuff back. You I, know. I don't send a lot of things back. Hardly ever. But I'll tell you what, the older I get... I try more things. Mm-hmm. So that way, I'll be like, and I'll even tell the waitress. I said, look, I never had this before. I'm going to try this. And she'll say, well, if you don't like it, just let us know. We'll get you something else. Mm-hmm. So I will try a lot more things. I'll taste them, and it'll be like, I'll turn to my girlfriend and say, look, you know, I really, I, I don't care for this. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm going to get something else. You know, I got something last night. It was the first time I didn't turn it back. I got a, uh, a a Cuban sandwich. Oh, I've had those. Was it a Cuban? Yeah. Okay. I know exactly what you mean. They did it different, I think, because they deep fried the sandwich. Cut oh, it, I'm thinking of something else. Cut it in half. That's a Monte Cristo. That's it. A Monte. Yeah, yeah. that's it. They deep fried the sandwich, and it came with. Raspberry preserves and powdered sugar. Okay? Now, I know, I know, that's was, that was what it came with. Right off the bat, that's the nastiest thing I've ever First heard. First of all, I asked the guy, I said, what does it taste like? He said, well, I can tell you this. He says, the guy cooking it says it tastes like a pancake rolled up with ham. I think it has ham, bacon, and cheese in it. It's like a sandwich. Wait a minute. Let's, wait a minute. Let's see what's in a Monte Cristo. Hold on one second. Okay. This is our this is what a Monte Cristo is. It's a leveled up version of a grilled cheese. Layers of bread, ham, turkey, Swiss cheese are dipped in an egg batter, pan fried or deep fried, and dusted with powdered sugar. Now I will tell you this. It looks to me like they took a regular hoagie bun mm-hmm. and they dusted it with egg and deep fried it because it came out like a donut. 
I mean, it was really... That is nasty. The outside was really good. That's nasty. No, it was good, but I, could, I couldn't eat it all. I, it wasn't... It's too much stuff going on. Oh, yeah. They gave you four halves. It was like eating four donuts. It's too much going on. So I told the guy, I said, I'm going to try this. I'm not really sure if I like it. He said, well, I like it. Well, that's okay. <laughs> well, I said, give it to me then. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's the, that's the bar, but, man. But uh, he said, if you don't like it, then order something else. Well, you know, it wasn't the greatest thing, but I had tried it. I ate half the sandwich. Um, that sounds And hard. I brought the other half home for the dog. Did the dog eat it? Dog ate it. I've actually had somebody, and I can't tell you who it is because they might listen. But I had somebody give me some food once, and I didn't like it. And I gave it to a dog, and the dog wouldn't eat it. <laughs> and that's the truth. I'll tell you off the air because I can't tell you who it is because they might hear this one day. Well, since we the have to, dog wouldn't eat it. Since we have fifteen hundred followers, <laughs> right? So anybody out there could be one of them. The dog wouldn't eat it. Well, you know. Now the, think about that. That's um, not too good if the dog don't eat it. Um, the last thing I wanted to bring up was, and I want to get in a little bit to the COVID and how it is affecting mm-hmm. sports. Right. Um, before you do that. Yes. I'll, I'll do this before the dog. All right, Steve, I have to give a, a shout-out to a podcast, a local podcast. Sure. So as you know, um, there's podcasts popping up everywhere, hundreds of thousands of them. But Taken after us. Oh, taken out. We start. You know, technically, we started the podcast movement, but but I'll explain that in another. We started podcast. Al Gore started the internet. That's the same thing. Same thing. Lucky. There's this local podcast right here in Cincinnati, Steve, called the Slay Queens Podcast. So I left them a review on Podchaser. So let me read the review I wrote. Wayne and Ashley, those are the hosts. They host a podcast that is both entertaining and, more importantly, informative. They concentrate on true crimes involving perpetrators or victims in the LGBTQIA community, often forgotten in the categorization of victims, actually. The hosts' relaxed yet sincere storytelling style make this podcast easy to listen to and enjoy. I suggest everybody add them to your rotation, and you will not be disappointed. Again, it's called the Slay Queens Podcast. And they focus on crimes, true crimes, that involves perpetrators or victims in the LGBTQIA community. And Wayne and Ashley are two really good hosts. They, they do a really good job. They make a potentially heavy subject uh, easy to listen to because they're laid back. And they, and they promote a lot of other podcasts, and they're very grateful for people who support them. So I suggest everybody give them a listen. It's called the Slay Queens podcast, and they're everywhere in social media. You can find them uh, anywhere you search. So, Steve, you said you oh, had another yes. story. Yes. Yeah. The, last but not least, talking about COVID and it, how it affects football, and how it affects football. I don't know if you if you saw today in the game. This is uh, November 30th, 29th? 29th. November twenty ninth. Today's game. The Denver Broncos have no quarterbacks. For the game today, 
Um, they had four quarterbacks on their roster, and they didn't wear their masks. They were in a quarterback meeting, and one of them turns up with COVID. They have no quarterback for the game today. They are using a running back from – he was a quarterback, I think, I think was, in I high was, school. Yeah, I think I thought he was a defensive back, but he's a running back? Yeah, he's a, he's a wide receiver, I think. Okay. You know what? Today he's a quarterback. What's the difference? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I'm surprised this is the first time this has happened. But I know during the uh, preseason, before the Bengals started, they kept four quarterbacks, and they kept one quarterback at the very far end of the practice field. Did you happen to see that? No, I know they got yeah, read case about that. Yeah. Someone either got COVID or – Blew their entire knee out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like Joe. Yeah. But, uh, Well, I yeah. put that guy in my lineup. Today. Oh, I put him in, too. So, Steve, you know, speaking of COVID, now there's a lot of binge watching now, as you know. So, I watched yeah. a couple of shows. that Everybody kept telling me it was really good. So, here's the first one. Uh, Shit's Creek. Did you, did you ever hear about this? Yeah, I watched it the other night, first episode. You watched first episode. You told me to watch it, so I watched it. Okay. I do what you say. There's like, <laughs> there's like five or six seasons. Okay, uh, I only saw one episode. The first two or three seasons I thought were funny. Then it became about a love quest, about the son and daughter always trying to find their soulmates. And then it stopped being funny to me. Well, I the thought, episode I, thought, I saw mm-hmm. the other night... And after you had told me how good it was, I must have saw season four and five. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the first couple of seasons were funny, but you know what it suffers from. So people that don't know the setup from Shit's Creek, it's this very rich family, and it stars Eugene Levy. His son is his real-life son I didn't, in the movie. Yeah, And uh, he has a son and a daughter and, uh, and a wife, and they're super rich, but their business manager took all their money. So... Way prior to this, as a joke, they bought a town called uh, Shits Creek. And Shits was S-C-H-I-T-T-S. So they buy this town kind of as a joke. So the feds take everything they have, and the feds don't want the town. Because they don't want the town because they said the town's worthless. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they move there, and, and it's out in the country. And what's that guy's name? Is it Elliot? Chris Elliot, I think his name is. Chris Elliot, yeah. Yeah, remember that? Remember him? He is the mayor. He's his name is Shits. His first name's Roland. So it's Roland Shits, you know. So they're there. Of course, they're out of place. They live at a motel. Now, I don't know if you caught this part or not. The more I looked at it, the more it was basically Green Acres. You know, these I- transplanted people have all these quirky characters in this small town. You could almost, if you watch the first season, you can almost pick out who's Hank Kimball, who's Mr. Haney. You, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, and then they became, it's like they ran out of jokes. So they, because there's really only one joke in this whole thing, and it's all these people transplanted to this town. You know what I mean? And then it just became the son and the daughter falling in and out of love, and I got bored with it. But the first couple seasons were good, but a lot of people told me to watch it. But we watched all of it. We watched all the seasons, you know. Well, my favorite show came back on. What's that? Uh, Oak Island. Oh, jeez. I can't. 
<laughs> I can't quit watching it because I'm eight years in and they still haven't found anything. I'm hoping they'll find something. You can't quit when you're yeah, this far. Sure, in. they're gonna find something. You know what? You're this far in. They're never gonna find anything. Let me tell you. Never. I don't know if you know the story. Small island off the coast the of Oak Nova Scotia. You want me to tell you the entire story? Oh, I know the Oak Island yeah, story. Yeah. Oh, I know the whole story. I watched the first season. So if you see it, now they show an aerial view, views of the island where the two brothers have bought almost all the island now. Of course. I don't know why they just take a bulldoze and just bulldoze the whole thing down. Because then the show would be over. Or <laughs> take a flamethrower flame to that place. That's right. Well... I watched the first season of Oak Island. And you know what I said when I turned out the first, first season? I said, this will be on for 10 years, and they will never find anything. It's about 10 years. Now they got another one on. Have you seen that one? Uh, no, I won't watch They it. do different. Uh, people come in, like me and you come in and say, I'm looking for Blackbeard's treasure. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of And expand. they go get it. And they but, never find it. But I think they only do one episode each one, which is okay. Right. You know, 10 years of Oak Island is like, and now it's like a, tr- a car wreck. It's like 10, I can't look away. It's like 10 years of finding Bigfoot. And you knew yeah. from season one, they're never going to find it. I can't look away from it. I have to keep watching, hoping they find something. They're never going to find it. Last anything. week, they found a pickhead. Oh, cool. So, you know, they're getting closer. Oh, sure. There's only be another, at this pace, it'd only be another 20 years before they find something. Well, as old as they're getting... <laughs> The uh, story says six have died, seven must die before they find the treasure. So somebody's about ready to go. They're never going to find anything. Probably not. And you know the thing is, because I've told you this before, my personal formula for why these shows will never find anything, especially Bigfoot. So what is this, November? Yeah. So let's say a new episode came on today yeah, of, of somebody looking for Bigfoot. Well, that episode was filmed in May, okay? Yes. So if they found Bigfoot in May, they're not going to keep it quiet until November, November. No. It would already be out. It would already be out. So if they find the Oak Island treasure, they would already, it would already be out. You would already know. There's no way they could keep it quiet. Well, also the thing about Oak Island is it's the number one rated drama show on TV, cable TV. So, first of all, you know those two brothers aren't putting their own money into this anymore. no. Because they'd be broke. Oh, sure. Sure. And I personally think they should be digging right on top of the soil. They're going down 150 feet. Right. I mean, okay, let's just say... There is a buried treasure. Mm-hmm. What pirates are going to dig 150 feet down <laughs> with shovels? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll find something in Old Island. I hope so, because I got 10 years invested. Yeah. So the other thing I binge watched was Halt and Catch Fire. You ever hear of that on no. AMC? No. So Halt and Catch Fire, uh, for you computer nerds out there, you already know what that is, and I won't even tell you. You just have to look at it. Wait up. a second. I saw the first two years of that. Isn't that where they try to build a computer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And it was good, but you know what? It did the exact same thing. It did the exact same thing. And then it became this person sleeping with this person, that person sleeping with... It just devolved into a soap opera. But 
in the beginning, I thought it was I thought it was really interesting, and um, but I binge watched that. So, could I recommend either one of those to you? My personal core extra recommendation is I would pass on both of those and watch Mr. Robot instead. Did you ever watch Mr. Robot? No. Oh, that's that's the one to watch. So just forget about Halt and Catch Fire. Forget about Shit's Creek. Watch Mr. Robot. What about Oak Island? Well, I haven't seen. I've only saw one season, so that speaks for that. But you decide. People watch Oak Island. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're yeah. going to find something soon. So you, so you only really need to watch the last episode of this The last episode, of this really. Every episode. No, you don't really need to yeah. watch. I think it's going off the air in two years. What? So they found something. Well, Bigfoot, oh, went, finding Bigfoot went off the air, and they found nothing. And they found nothing. Speaking of Bigfoot, when are you going? I only have a couple more things, and we have to get out of here. We have big appointments today. Yes. So when are you going to talk to the core extra Bigfoot hunter, Fargus? That's so a we good We couldn't point. talk to him uh, over Halloween. No, we tried to get him Halloween. He was out of town. Well, her Fargus is busy. Yeah, he's a busy man. Busy man. He's got a photography business <laughs> going on right now. That's he, right. He, he does antique photography. Yeah. Like down in Gatlinburg, where everybody sits together and gets their picture taken. And they hold that, that, that black powder up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get him on soon. All right. We got to get Fargus. We got to get Fargus in here. What was my second thing? I forgot. I don't know. That concludes this episode of the Core Extra <laughs> Podcast. I was say. Well, listen, we we have an appointment today. Steve and I have to go. We have an appointment. We are running late. Um, I mean, we'll make the appointment on time, but it's uh, some for some seriously speaking. We have an appointment uh, with some people about some upcoming shows, so we really do have to get out of here. I don't even have time, Steve, to say what did you learn today. So I think you all know what you learned today, so we're going to skip over that because we actually have to go. Um, again, we wanted to put a studio uh, studio um, uh, episode out. We kind of rambled today, but um, we're putting some things together for the future. We have some big surprises coming up. Some a couple of things Steve doesn't even know about, but um, and I'm sure he has some things for us. So we want to thank everybody for listening. A special thank you to all of our Twitter followers and Instagram followers. We really appreciate all the support we get on Twitter. And again, check out the Slay Queens podcast. Do you have anything else, Steve, before we go? The only thing I have to say is on the next episode of The Attic. Oh, yeah, what's coming up on The Attic? Yeah. The Attic is strange and mysterious disappearances. Oh. That, I can't tell you who it is, what it is. It may right. be somebody you know, somebody you don't know. Right. Or you've heard of, I should say. Yeah. All right. So. Oh, that's going to be a big one. That's probably going to be a bonus show because I have um, several stories in my vault. You know I have a vault at home. Oh, yes. Yeah. So in my vault, I have several disappearance stories. Some of them are really bizarre. So... What we may do is next week we may we'll do an attic show and that'll be a bonus episode because that could go on for it'll be like one of those Bruce Springsteen concerts. It'll go on for like five hours. Five hours. Encore. Podcast. Encore. <laughs> right. Well, hey, we have to get out of here. The guys in the booth are waving at us because we have to get out of here. Our time's up. Our time is up. We have to go. 
and uh, to some appointments. And we thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody online. Check us out online, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know how to reach us. I'm Kurt. I'm Steve. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>